Hello and welcome to Ready Gamer One, a podcast focused on video games and geek culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. Today on Ready Gamer One, we'll provide our Game Lust news update, discuss Nintendo's recent decision to keep the 3DS rolling, the federal government investigating Nintendo, and discuss our pre-show thoughts for Nintendo at E3 2018. We'll wind down the episode with our list segment, Five Places We Want to See Before We Die. Our music is listed in the episode description. Back in the saddle with me this week is Josh Cross. yippee ki Mamma Jamma. <laughs> oh, enthusiastic. I like that. Yeah. Welcome back. How's life? Oh, it's it's um it's going, man. It's going. Uh on an unrelated note, you know, I uh I broadcast well, this isn't really a broadcast, but I record this podcast when we do it. I record in my basement. And mm-hmm. uh, funny story, maybe uh, during last summer, where I were, we had a uh, an, an, uh, uh, yellow jacket infestation in my basement, currently where I'm sitting right now. So if any point during this podcast I start screaming, it's probably because there's a bee flying around my head. Okay, so it's kind of like saw. Yeah, or it's like it's like Candyman, like as if Candyman lived in my house somewhere, and he just like. <laughs> Someone said Candyman, 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 and then like Jesus came out and tried to kill me. I actually saw one the other day, so I was pretty terrified. I was like, I thought I'd killed them all, but I saw one in my laundry room. So if I die in this podcast, that's probably what happened. Go out like a true champion. That's right. (laughs) The ever-loving struggles of being a homeowner. I always enjoy when we talk because I always learn something new. If it's not that, you know what? Let's 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 give everybody an update. Are the Christmas decorations See, up or down? <laughs> See, I was thinking this could be like a, a regular episode installment where we, we check in, you know, <laughs> check in with Josh Krause and the Christmas lights 2018. They I actually mean, are down. They finally went down. They went yeah. down in March. So. Oh, okay. All right. So two months <laughs> yeah, ago. Not too bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, if they're going to give Tim Allen another shot on Fox, I mean, why not just yeah. give you your own segment on this show? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, by the way. Don't support Tim Allen and his... Mule carrying tendencies. Oof, yeah, that was it. Was sad that so many good shows got canceled to make way for that, but that's a topic right. for another day. Yeah, yeah. So here is your game lust news brief. All right. Through the Woods has released to the Xbox One and will release on Tuesday, May eighth, for the PS4. The game follows a woman wandering around the woods searching for her missing son. All of the areas and tales experienced throughout the game have been heavily influenced by Norse folklore. So think Stranger Things kind of meets Thor. That sounds kind of interesting. It does. Uh, Speaking of Stranger Things, Strange Brigade, a 1930s set adventure game, releases August 28th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Think Dead Island, only with mummies. Bungie recently released a cinematic preview for the next expansion for Destiny 2, Warmind. The story for Warmind is set to revolve around the awakening of Rasputin and the melting ice caps on Mars. The receding ice caps expose Clovis Bray, the corporation that that created Rasputin, as well as the frozen hive nest. Gamelust owner Rob offered up a review of Past Cure, stating that with even low expectations, Past Cure still fell short. Rating gameplay at a 60, story a 65, graphics a 65, and sound at a 70. Ouch. This new segment has been brought to you by our partners over at GameLust. For more on these stories and other articles, head over to www.gamelust.com. 
GameLust, our gaming site can beat up your gaming site. A few episodes ago, we had Satter's Tom Polos on the program, and we had a great time talking about gaming, life, and everything in between. Uh, during the interview, I revealed that Tom had encouraged me uh, one time when we were out to uh, to run for another half marathon or to train for another half marathon, uh, and that I could do it again. Not uh, not that I should do it, but I could do it. So let's, let's remember emphasis. Um, during that conversation on uh, Ready Gamer 1, we talked about... Um, trying to maybe incorporate a little bit of talk and discussion of my journey on that, um, which is, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to talk about it. I just always felt that it was a little off topic for you guys, but in a way it's a, it's a good thing to motivate myself as well as it is to maybe motivate others. So um, every once in a while, we're going to do just a quick segment as to how life's going. Um, so this week I started alternating in uh, some push-ups, sit-ups and planks uh, along with yoga on my off days, which has actually been tremendously useful uh, for my legs. So, um, all those naysayers, yoga is useful. However, uh, I can't really get into the full namaste part of it because uh, I just can't shut my brain off long enough. So still work in progress. Namaste inside, man. Namaste. Inside. <laughs> Dad I jokes. love it. That's true. You can make those now. I can. I can. We originally intended to keep this in the news brief. Uh, we wanted to call us out as this is a topic we want some feedback from you guys on. So during a recent investor Q&A, Nintendo was questioned about the future of the 3DS system and software. Uh, uh, in the brief, Nintendo stated, uh, The 3DS has an ample software lineup at a price point that makes the system affordable, especially for parents looking to buy for their kids. We expect that demand to continue during this fiscal year as well, so we will continue to sell the product. Nintendo went on to suggest the Switch sales could have an effect on the 3DS longevity. If consumers start to purchase a Switch console for each member of the family instead of one per household, just like how many have with the 3DS, the situation may change. Uh, it says, uh, given that the Nintendo Switch is a home gaming system that can be taken on the go, this situation may change if it grows from being a one-per-household system to a one-per-person system. But the price of Nintendo Switch is not something with which most parents would buy a system for every one of their children in a short period of time. Moving forward, we will work to ascertain the kinds of play people want at which price points. And as long as there is such demand, we will continue to sell the Nintendo 3DS system. I see the product coexisting with Nintendo Switch at this point in time. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I honestly, I didn't really see this happening. I, th- I figured they were going to pull the 3D. I, I figured they were going to pull the plug on the 3DS, if not this year, but I figured at least by like 2019, I, I assumed it was just going to be a dead, dead in the water. But yeah. like they keep, I don't know why they just keep making games for it. It seems like it's like, you're like, oh, this is going to be the last game. And then you're like, oh, nope. Oh, this is going to be the last game. Nope. So I wouldn't be surprised if like, it just, it's just weird how they just keep putting it out. I guess if it's making money, like why would you stop? Right. But at what point does like manufacturing it outweigh what you're making with it? I don't know. Sure, and I mean that's a good point to, to to think on. The other thing that I was thinking about while uh while looking into this 
is I'm noticing more and more trends just by uh, going out in public and seeing children. And I mean children as in like 10-year-olds, maybe younger, with iPhones yeah. and Android devices. And I and not just, you know, phones, but I mean tablets as well. Um, those aren't cheap. So, no. you know, I mean, we're talking that the Switch is a $300 system versus the 3DS that, uh, was it 150 if even that anymore. So we're really only talking about a difference of another $150, which to me, the switch is still incredibly affordable. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot in regards to making it a multimedia device. I mean, Hulu is on there now, thank God, but uh, <laughs> still no Netflix, still no Amazon prime. Right. Um, I was hoping that uh, with some of the news that was announced this week, we would have seen a little bit more on the online side of what's coming other than this terrible price point thing that they came up with. But that's, that's a discussion for another episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a little funny about this. I think the 3ds is a wonderful system. Don't get me wrong. I think it has lasted a long time. It's had some wonderful hits. Um, but I think it's time to start segregating or, or not segregating, but uh, segueing into the next handheld device. If they're going to do one or if, you know, find what's going to work to be compatible with the switch. Yeah. Um, I, I want to hit on one or two points you brought up. Sure. Uh, the one point you kind of, I don't think you meant to say it, but you brought up the word segregating, which is <laughs> funny because I feel like that's kind of, uh, I don't know if segregating is the right word, but they're definitely like, feel like almost splitting the base to a certain extent with, with the 3ds and switches. Only sure. in the sense of the games. Like, I mean, you had, um, you know, the new Metroid came out on 3ds and I don't know that that would have, you couldn't sell that for sixty dollars on the Switch, I think. But no. like, I feel like a forty dollar version of that on like on just on the eShop for Switch would have been awesome, and I would mm-hmm. have liked to have that. I don't, I don't even know if I have a three. I think I still have a 3DS, but I'm not gonna buy. Uh, I'm probably not gonna buy that game just because I don't play my 3DS like at all. So I wouldn't buy that game just because it's on a console that I don't really play. If that sure. makes sense. And so no, I feel that like absolutely the, makes sense. And so by doing that, I feel like you're kind of you are you're kind of splitting up the fan base a little bit, the player base to the point where maybe you couldn't make as much selling it on what's the major what your major console is set, that's selling currently, rather than putting on almost the thing that's almost on the back burner with the 3DS. The other thing I feel like too is that you're bringing up the idea that like kids are using tablets these days or to play games on. I feel like that's probably where the majority of your sales are going to go towards as far as kids go. They're going to probably more likely to grab that tablet, the Kindle Fire, iPad, someone's mm-hmm. phone, what have you, rather than carry around a 3DS, probably in my opinion. So I feel like I don't know that that makes a lot of business sense here in the sense that the lower end pricing is probably most kids are going to have a tablet of some sort to play games rather than a Rather than spending a one fifty on the three DS, yeah, I completely agree. Now, the the other thing I've been thinking about. So my my brother, uh, he has a a six year old, and um, he's actually in this debate because he, like me, has a, well, he has a PS three, whereas I have an Xbox One. But they both are basically Netflix and Hulu m- machines and, and yeah. Blu ray players. That's what they are, and they do occasionally play a video game or two. Um, so he is really wanting to get her invested in gaming and i was trying to talk to him a little bit about nintendo labo and i thought you know this is actually this is a smart selling point because it's it's a the stem application so it's it's educational but it's still fun uh it's something that he can work on with her and yet they can they can create these different devices so i i told him i said really the switch is going to be a very interesting uh co 
uh, are a very interesting tool for parenting uh, because you'll be able to do stuff with your child and your child is going to feel that you know, gratification of, Oh, I made this and now I can actually like tinker with it. I mean like making the piano and then like tuning it to make it different things. I mean, there's a lot to do in Nintendo Labo. So he's been debating whether or not he was going to go for a PS4 or a switch. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, as, as on the go as your kids are, I said, the switch is what I would go for. Yeah. I said, because then you have something to dock it into and you guys can play as a family. So I feel like, yeah, right now we're like a family of like, you know, if whatever younger family, if, you know, you got like one or two kids who are around, you know, younger age, elementary or lower, I feel like the Switch is definitely kind of the perfect console for that group of people, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we don't have voice chat yet on there, so I can't be called a complete noob by a 13-year-old when playing Call of Duty, which thankfully isn't on the Switch, so... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, but we do want to ask uh, you guys to tweet this out and use the hashtag keep 3ds or hashtag ditch 3ds to let us know what side you're on uh, be sure to tag at ready gamer one and feel free to share your thoughts because this is an interesting thing that's going on with nintendo i mean on the one hand it does make sense to keep the 3ds rolling because it is successful and they're still selling good games uh, but on the other hand, it's it's making some of us, uh, I guess, old timers, uh, concerned. Uh, speaking of the Switch, previously reported on a company suing Nintendo over stealing their design, uh, it says the the fe- the federal government is actually officially investigating Nintendo for possible pant- patent infringement. Following accusations from accessories company GameVice, the Nintendo violated its patent on a combination computing device and game controller with flexible bridge section. Try to say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Trade Commission has now officially launched an investigation into the complaint. While GameVice's initial lawsuit filing that last August didn't appear to have much substance, it's clear that things are more serious now for both Nintendo of America and Nintendo Company in Japan. Actions against the company have yet to be taken. The USITC is currently determining Nintendo's guilt regarding patent infringement, starting in an announcement yesterday. The product, the products at issue in the investigation are controller systems with parts that attach to two sides of an electronic device, such as a smartphone or tablet, and the parts fit into a user's hand and have gaming controls. It could take months for the administrative law judge tasked with the investigation to come to a conclusion. The commission will first hold an evidentiary, evidentiary hearing to determine the legitimacy of GameVice's complaint, with a decision on the complaint's validity to be made at the earliest predictable time. In the meantime, there is nothing stopping Nintendo from continuing to sell Switches. Additionally, based on the tremendous success of the Switch, it's unlikely that GameVice would pursue anything beyond court-ordered royalty payments, considering it's driving quite a steady stream of revenue at this moment. So GameVice is uh, attributed as a supporter to Oceanhorn, which is a game that is in no way, shape, or form a complete ripoff of the Nintendo IP The Legend of Zelda, which is also available on the Nintendo eShop, ironically enough. I just like the name GameVice. 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 Maybe we should have Rob sue them. (laughs) You know, GameLess and GameVice, you know, that's, that's too similar. That's right. <laughs> I or, or see. Every I, time I hear game game vice, all I want to hear is like that eighties intro to Miami Vice. Oh yeah. Love it. Game vice. <laughs> Alright. Let's talk E3 2018. Yeah. 
so I wrote an article for uh, I almost said GameFox uh, for Game Lost, <laughs> uh, and it's also uh, I don't know if I ended up putting it up on the Hyrule Herald or not, but uh, I I reserve the right to disclose it uh, on Ready Gamer One. Uh, and so these are my five predictions of what I am expecting at E3 when I head out to LA, and Nintendo will. In, in no way, shape, or form, uh, bottom my wishes and will severely disappoint me no matter what. Uh, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> basically. Uh, so, as the article goes, uh, as the time does draw nigh for E3 2018, we enter this uncertain time where we find ourselves asking, is that confirmed? Nah, it's got to be fake, right? Yes, my friends, it's that time of the year where the gaming community joins the ranks of the rest of the American media circus to decipher what is real and fake news. Spoiler alert, nothing on this list is confirmed. Being a fan of Nintendo gaming for 30 years uh, or more and uh, attending E3 for a few of those years, uh, you learn just to hone in your gut instinct on what Nintendo will announce or tease or will have on display. Uh, so my first prediction, I'm, I have a little crystal ball here, is we will see a new Legend of Zelda 3DS title, which is funny considering what we just talked about. Um, <laughs> but this is why it makes sense. Uh, while fans have developed this Marmite approach to 2017's Breath of the Wild, which for those of you who don't know what Marmite is, it's this terrible thing that the people in the UK put on their toast for whatever reason. Uh, it's um, yeast extract. Oh. Yeah, uh, so the the marketing slogan is brilliant. It's love it, hate it, get it. Uh, uh, so Okay. Which is what Breath of the Wild is for the Switch. You either love it or you hate it, but you get it. Um, Nintendo reassured fans that upon reveal of the Nintendo Switch that yes, uh, while they have released a new home console that is also portable, it will not prevent the continuation of the 3DS title releases, which we didn't know about. Uh, gentle reader... Uh, gentle listener at this point a gentle listener don't be upset when i say this but i belong to the camp that tends to dislike breath of the wild don't misinterpret there are a lot of great things in the game but the unredeeming quality of the game is that breath of the wild just does not feel like a true zelda game to me yes it's a grand adventure game but there are so many pieces of heart missing from the often delayed final product my best guess uh for this new 3ds zelda title well, that it would actually be a continuation of A Link Between Worlds. Uh, so it would be in that timeline of A Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds. So it would be a top-down view. And we'll go back to that old-school uh, overhead gaming. Uh, but my absolute hope is that it would be an exclusive continuation in the Hero of Time saga, which would be using the sprites from Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D. It would be a whole new story just using all those characters and sprites and whatnot. Um there's still a lot of time uh, to make new lore because that's one thing that the Zelda franchise has done very well is that it's very rich with its lore. Um, so I think that would be really neat to screw the timeline up even further. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I think a new Zelda title is going to get announced. I, no, I agree with you. And I think it's going to be it's going to be a continuation of the Link to the Past series or whatever they did, Link to the Past 2, or whatever the one that was that they came up for the specifically for 3DS. I don't think it's going to be a long <laughs> like, yeah. time saga or anything yeah. like that. Which I think, is sad. Yeah, I, I, that'd be sweet. I could That'd be very cool. I just I don't see them doing it. I think it's just going to be another Link to the Past. The only reason that that Whatever. option makes sense is exactly what we're talking about. If they wanted to make sure and secure hardware sales for the 3DS, that will sell systems. Yeah. 
So if they yeah. wanted to make sure that 3DS hardware was going to continue with software sales for in a couple of years, that makes logical sense. Not that not that a top-down Zelda game wouldn't sell a system. It would. Um, but, I mean, it would have to be a lot better than A Link Between Worlds because uh, A Link Between Worlds was a fun game, but it was not nearly as challenging as A Link to the Past. Which is probably the best Zelda game ever made. But that's it, another story for Oh, me. man. That is it's such a good Zelda game. Uh, yeah. Speaking of good Super Nintendo games... My next prediction is that uh, Metroid Prime 4 will have a full reveal trailer at E3 2018 this year. Um, the reason I'm saying this is because Metroid Prime, uh, the, the title card for Metroid Prime 4 being revealed last year, really surprised everybody. And um, I, I'm one of those people that actually at this point had kind of wrote Metroid off to being you know, a popped bubble. Meaning that franchise was pretty much Samus is just going to only ever show up in Smash Brothers anymore. And that's really kind of the end. And what we ended up getting was not only the confirmation of Metroid Prime 4, but then we got the remake of uh, Return of Sam- or Samus Returns. Or is it Return of Samus was Game Boy? Return of Samus was Game Boy. So it's the remake of that game for the mm-hmm. 3DS, which is as almost as good as Super Metroid, in my opinion. It's one of the best Metroid games I've ever played. Um. So I, I fully believe that we will see a, a full trailer for Metroid Prime 4, and I, I'm almost even expecting maybe a little bit of gameplay uh, footage so much as even describing like w- cool features that the Switch will have. I'm sure that they will find a way to gimmick it up a little bit. Like, uh, you know, when you play L.A. Noir on the Switch, uh, if you pick up the console and you move it around your own room, you know, Phelps is able to like secure in on, uh, hidden clues and whatnot so you can like pinch to zoom and stuff so it's really neat so i'd be surprised um to see if they don't incorporate something where like you're scanning the environment with samus or something to to work that out that'd be kind of neat yeah i i definitely agree with you i think there's gonna be i think there'll be a full trailer i also think there will be gameplay i mean it's supposed to is it supposed to, it's supposed to come out this year i thought right towards the end of the year isn't supposed to i thought yeah my i mean i'm i'm hoping for a summer or fall of 2019 release okay um, so that's, that's my best guess. I honestly can't see it making it out by the end of the year of 2018. Um, I had heard that. I don't yeah. believe it either, but I don't know why I'd heard that somewhere. I, I see smash brothers making it out before. Oh Metroid yeah. Prime four. Yeah, for sure. I just, it's, I think it's a little bit less there to actually have to put together, but yeah, I feel yeah. like gameplay for, I think you'll see gameplay for prime four. I'd yeah. be surprised if it wasn't gameplay. I actually would be mad if it's just a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting like one of those hybrid like cinematic trailers meets yeah. gameplay. So and some cringiness where people trying to like move all like the move the switch all around act like they're like, controlling the guy, but it's just a guy in the background <laughs> playing it on a PC, not even playing <laughs> it on the switch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just some paid actor. That's right. <laughs> Connect. Connect. Xbox. There you go. Um, my next prediction. Is uh, I think this is I feel really really safe about this prediction, and the reason for that is because it's two predictions in one, and it's new Super Mario Brothers Switch. And what I mean by this is that it's one of two games. Uh, my dream game, my absolute dream game, would be a new Super Mario Brothers game that when you pause it or select the certain mode, you go into this Mario Maker UI where you can adjust levels once you've beaten the complete game and go back and manipulate already created levels and make your own levels. So it's it's new Super Mario Brothers, but then it's also Mario Maker, like one and a half. Um, while I don't see that happening, I do see 
a new Super Mario Brothers side-scrolling game being announced, or Super Mario Brothers uh, or uh, Super Mario Maker for the Switch being announced. And where Super Mario Maker Two would come in is that it would probably incorporate um, the Doki Doki Panic uh, modes uh, from from Super Mario Brothers Two, as well as other things that were missed out on other games. So I'm hoping for that. The other thing that I would love to see in the side-scrolling uh, Super Mario Brothers would be ditch the Toad characters and add in Wario and Waluigi. It's been long overdue for these two to get into a side-scrolling Mario game again. So, And actually, not even again for Waluigi. He's never been in a side-scrolling game. I want a Waluigi solo game. Dude, absolutely. Or even new Super Wario Brothers. I'd, oh, I'd be all gosh. about that. Yeah, I'm sick of new Super Mario Brothers. Give me new Super Wario Brothers. That'd be so amazing. It would. And and the other thing that it's it's important about this is the Mario characters, I mean, Nintendo has used it very well all the way across the board for their Amiibo, but there are so many Mario-specific characters. So it almost makes sense that Mario Maker 2 is on its way. Otherwise, why why do we have all these Amiibo? Yeah, I agree. You don't think they would uh, just re-release one, do you? At this point, no. It's too far out, probably. I think that they know that. Okay, we had fun with it, but you know, let's let's really up it up. Yeah, I, I'd I'd much rather see Super Mario Maker two than another new Super Mario Brothers. I'm honestly kind of bored of the new Super Mario Brothers. Like, I love the first one that came out, but now there's been like a hundred iterations. It feels like since then, I'm mm-hmm. just I'm kind of over it. And that's why I'm thinking that they really need to change it up a little bit. Like, you know, add Wario and Waluigi, or you know, let us play as Bowser and Peach, or you know, like give us give us yeah. something different in the uh, new Super Mario. Like, change it up a little bit for us. How about a real Paper Mario? Oh, now that's that's very possible. That'd be neat. I'd like that. My next prediction for Nintendo at E3. Uh, this is... Um, I have a stronger feeling about this one more than I do about anything else on my list. And it's mostly because this is another franchise on Nintendo's bubble list. Or in my, my book, this is on their bubble. Because Star Fox either will return or not return. Now, the reason I'm putting this out there is that I think Star Fox Zero Relaunched will be a Switch title. And what it will be, it will be a better version of what Star Fox Zero was on the Wii U. I remember when I was at E3 in 2015, and I remember feeling incredibly broken after playing the demo. Yeah. It was not ready for E3 at that point. The the, uh, gyro control on the Wii U was terrible. It was very clunky. Now, I will say that the the finished product for Star Fox Zero for the Wii U was much better than what I played at E3, but by no means was that a really good game. So, a little bit more time on a better system, I think Star Fox Zero deserves a really good shot at being on the Switch. And the other reason I like this is because there aren't that many Switch games that are like space-based, and especially with like a StarCraft. So, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say something. Go ahead. And I'm going to say it, and I don't care who may, who gets mad at me because I'm going to say it anyway. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, Star Fox is a dead title. Oof. I want you I want you to think about this for a minute. I want you to think about the Star Fox games you've played. Mm-hmm. I, and I think of I think of Super Nintendo Star Fox. I think of Star Fox 64. And I think of everything after that. It was just complete garbage. And then I think of those two Star Fox games, and I think about them, and I think, you know what? They weren't that good of games, really. They're okay. They're. I feel like 
nostalgia has clouded our minds so much when we think of those games that we think so highly of them and you play them today and they're just like this isn't that good it's just kind of a <laughs> railway shooter where it's the same thing happening and the levels are all the same at least 64 one kind of innovated that a little bit with the 3d boss battles that was a little bit better but yeah mm. anything after those games i i don't want to touch those with a 10-foot pole i will say that Star Fox Adventures. I know that there was the, again. That's a like a love it or hate it game. Yeah, I I loved that game. That was a great uh, game. But okay, so I, I like that game too. But that's not a Star Fox game. Exactly. That's, it was it was a detour off of like the yeah. normal Star Fox gaming. Well, so. it was supposed to be a Star Fox game, but that's true. I, that's I, that's kind of like another Doki Doki Planet situation, right? Okay, so this is <laughs> this is what I think you do. I think if you want to remake this, it has to be you have to completely like rechange everything about what Star Fox is. You mm-hmm. can't. It, I mean, by the same time, at that point, is it even Star Fox? I feel like that's what they tried to do with Star Fox Adventures, but then it's not even a Star Fox game. It's just Star Fox characters with weird, puzzly action combat. Yeah, it was a Star Fox Zelda game. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. Well, that's interesting. I mean, again, I, I you're right. I I think that nostalgia does cloud our minds on Star Fox, but I mean, it is one of those franchises that has been very near and dear to my heart. So is Kid Icarus. You know, I'm still here hoping that yeah. we'll see a new Kid Icarus game for the Switch, but I don't see that happening. Um, I've been so, hoping for a new Earthbound for the last 20 years, but oh I mean, yeah, I've given up hope on that. <laughs> unless I read Japan, Japanese, I mean, it's not happening. Yeah. Um. So my last prediction before I go into my honorable mentions uh, is that uh, and, and Nintendo kind of um, they they kind of got ahead of me because I wrote this article a couple of weeks ago. So Nintendo announced their online services, um, which are very laughable in my opinion. Number one, there's still still no dedicated online uh, gaming like party support, so that's a fail. Um, the price point isn't too terrible i actually was impressed with that um so that'll be interesting when you guys hear what i was predicting for a price it's very comparable but what i was proposing for e3 2018 is that nintendo will announce nintendo library which is if you own a switch then like the rest of us you have uh your nostalgia sense is going haywire because you've bought all these old games on the wii u on your virtual console and where the hell is the virtual console at on the switch so what Nintendo would do is they would create um, this Nintendo library and you pay a monthly subscription, just kind of like a Netflix, and it would have all of these pre-generated games ranging all the way from Nintendo all the way up to the Wii where they'd be playable on the Switch as long as you paid you know, somewhere between $9.99 a month to $19.99 a month. So we're talking $10 to $20 per month for unlimited access to select games. There are as many games as they could put out there. They are doing something similar, only with more limited NES titles so far. Nothing else past the NES has been announced yet. Um, I am still really hoping that GameCube titles will make their way. Now, I, I don't mind firing up my GameCube every, every once in a while. That system, to me, has always been a, a success. I know financially it wasn't, but I loved all my games on my GameCube. Um the other thing is I think a lot of people get turned off about Nintendo do, doing a monthly subscription thing. Um, they kind of have to at this point. Otherwise, they will not be able to keep up with Sony and Microsoft. So, Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't get this decision, honestly. I don't, I, 
is this shows us again like Nintendo is allergic to money or something. I don't why yeah. I don't I don't understand the decision here. I I I could I have a list of games that I would buy probably day of if they put them on the virtual console for Switch to have them with me to go wherever I wanted. I don't mm-hmm. I mean I like I I would think about a subscription service if it had more than just NES titles which I'm assuming it will at some point. But at like how how many are you gonna get per month? Like what is the frequency of new games being updated? Like, I mean, there's a lot of questions that I would have. I know Xbox has, Xbox has theirs, and I know PlayStation has like it's PS Now. I forget what the Xbox One is called, where they do the same thing. I want to say PS Now is like ten dollars a month, and I think the Xbox One is also ten dollars a month. Uh, but. I, I don't have either of those, and I wouldn't get either of those just because I feel like there isn't a big enough um, backlog of games that I'd be interested in as far as the Xbox games go or even the PlayStation games. Uh, Nintendo right. would be different just because you have all the retros that I would like to play, or like I don't, but I just I don't know. I'd rather yeah, just own that's, them. That's I'd rather n- have them and own them. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's to Nintendo's favor too, right? I mean, uh, anyone that calls themselves a gamer has to identify the fact that they once upon a time had to have cut their teeth on some kind of a Nintendo device. Um, You can say that Nintendo is only made for kiddies now. That's fine. But to not acknowledge that you were probably obsessed with Pokemon or something as a child or Zelda or Mario, who who are you trying to kid? So uh, really Nintendo could charge what they want for this. Um, they could make it five ninety nine a month and beat everybody, and it'd be incredibly successful. Yeah, but there's you're right. There's still questions. I mean, uh, if they do like a Netflix kind of approach to it, like you know, what are the new games and how long will certain titles be available? I mean, let's let's not forget like you'll be finishing a season of a show and then you know go start to watch another show and then you you know the next it's season you want to watch off. exactly it's been sw- swapped you know one of the reasons i pretty much only use hulu anymore is because i love watching bob's burgers that's one of my favorite cartoons and i'll go back and watch all those episodes numerous times like bob bob's burgers to me has kind of become like the replacement of the office for me i'll watch the office a million times uh-huh. um you know, I was joking with my brother. I said, you know, you paid like twelve ninety nine a month for an office subscription. That's <laughs> true. You know, I mean, and, and, and that's that's the question we ask. You, you know, sometimes like, will there ever be a show as good as The Office or Parks and Rec? And, you know, it's like those were some really good NBC comedy shows. And anyway, I digress. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting time. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they will formally announce for virtual console and additional things coming to this yeah, online I just, system. I guess I just don't know why you don't just do both. I don't exactly. I feel like you can still do both. You can have the subscription service and just have certain games be available on it, but then you should also give people that option if they want to buy and purchase and own the games. I just yep. don't understand why you can't do both. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, so my honorable mentions here, uh, I have uh, kind of one of the two. The two are the same. Uh, same family, I should say. So I'm predicting that they will announce formally one of these two things. And one will either be the N64 Classic Edition, a.k.a. N64 Mini, or the Game Boy Classic Edition or the Game Boy Classic or Game Boy Mini. Uh, and so what I'm thinking here, this is going to be, um, uh, you know, what we're always expecting. You know, it's uh, the hard-to-find holiday item <laughs> because they never make enough. But for the N64, what I'm predicting is if they announce it, the games that you would expect to see on there would be Super Mario 64, 
Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you can skip Majora's Mask. I know that's going to tick off a lot of people, but, you know, Ocarina of Time was really the big Zelda game for that system. Uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, GoldenEye 64, and Harvest Moon 64. Now, I know that Banjo-Kazooie and GoldenEye are rare titles, but I'm sure Rare would be willing to uh, work a little bit with Nintendo because that helped put them on the map, and they can't deny that. So that'd be interesting. As far as like the Game Boy Classic, I'd expect to see Super Mario Land, any title from there, any Super Wario Land game, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, or either one of the Oracle games. Uh, Metroid 2 Return of Samus and any of the original Pokemon games I think uh, I think we can s- safely say that the classic series has been a success and that we will see a Game Boy ad- announced or the N64 it's almost a given at this point and I predict they won't make enough of them and people won't be able to get them that want them <laughs> and scalpers on eBay are gonna just have their nipples being rubbed so so hard oh yes so um, the only other thing that I have for an honorable, honorable mention is, so, you know, I think Nintendo, I got a feeling Nintendo's not going to do a big, like Tuesday announcement, morning announcement thing. Like, I think they're going to start revealing their stuff slowly on the way to E3 because the, the reveal trailer, the surprise trailer at the end of Splatoon 2 information showing that the Inklings were joining Smash, um, ah, that was like a big spoiler and uh, not spoiler, but like just a complete, like, <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. It Why was would you guys choose that. this venue right here? I mean, you're just—I mean, that's that's typical Nintendo fanfare to be like, "Aha, we've got them wanting more now." Um, but I—I'm not. Uh, my guess is that Smash is going to be the big central focus for their booth at E3 this year. Um, so I'm going to assume that we will see not only a, a formal trailer for the game, but probably going to see playable game stations out at, on the floor at E3, as well as um, playable trailers and our uh, playable video. So yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, they have the invitational. When is that? Do you remember? Is that going on around the same time, or is that after? Uh, it's usually uh, usually right around the same time in LA. So yeah, I'm actually looking it up real quick. So let's. My typing yeah. in the background is that. Oh, you're good. No, yeah, it's at, it is at E3, I think, is the actual invitational. So, I mean, yeah. We're the only thing that I ever wanted to participate from Nintendo, um, other than, like, the, the World Championship, which was featured in The Wiz, or, or not The Wiz, that's... <laughs> that's a different That's, that's a different, a different thing. thing. The Wizard. <laughs> um, the Wiz. Yeah, The Wiz. <laughs> You're showing your age. <laughs> a little bit. Um, they had this thing uh, out in L.A. for Splatoon when Splatoon was first announced. And it was an it was basically like a Splatoon. It was like laser tag, only you had like ink. Like it was like Nickelodeon style slime. And it looked yeah. awesome. I wanted to do that. Like you, you teamed up against other people. And I was like, that would be fun. I want to do that. Interesting. They should bring that back every year. They should. Just sliming people in yes. general. Yes. Okay, do you want to hear my predictions for E3? Yes. Okay. My first one is that there will be a show. Uh, okay, so, I, I mean, maybe it's a, bit, a little bit of a bold prediction, but, like, that, yeah. <laughs> my second prediction is something cringy will happen, and we'll see lots of internet memes about it. Okay. My third prediction is... EA will release something and people will get mad about it. 
Oh, that's like, I guarantee. My fourth prediction is... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's make that a drinking game. Okay. If it's EA and it's Star Wars related, you have if to people drink. get mad every time. Yeah. Yes. Every time something gets mad or the, the audience doesn't clap and people say act in the... They pr- they act like something is good happening, but no one uh, claps. The yeah. EA drinking game. We have to develop rules for that. I and like publish it. that. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, my other prediction is Activision will release a Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty thirty six. Yeah, I I don't have any more. That was four. <laughs> it's a good list. It's a good list. Yeah, it's gonna so, happen. Yeah, market uh, guaranteed. <laughs> So yeah, I I will be out there uh, with uh, our partners uh, at Game Lust. We will be uh, trying to give live video and feed and different things like that uh, from the show floor. So be on the lookout for that. So be, be sure that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram. That's a thing. Instagram. So, Do you yeah. think they've they've uh, finalized or worked out any of those problems they had last year with all the how they opened up to the public? And I've heard it was I heard it was a real awful time for everyone do you think they've ironed any of that out this year or it's still bad i am hoping that they have made either the walkways wider or something because number one la in the summertime is warm number two fat sweaty nerds all in one room not a lot of good body odor smell going on how many so, people think shower? What percentage is your prediction for showerings for uh, everyone there? Not enough because I was spraying people down with Axe. Good. I was like, look, I ain't afraid to sound, smell like a bro. Here you go, bro. Yeah. You need this. Let's go play yeah. GameCube later. Yeah. I got some Natty Ice in my car with me. Come on. Yeah. And we're going to go listen to Jack Johnson. <laughs> I love Jack Johnson. <laughs> oh, oh. Glad you got that reference. Oh, uh, yeah, like, like maybe like 13 people will understand that one. But no, honestly, if you don't get that reference, look it up. Look yeah. up bro rape. <laughs> it's an epidemic. It is. Oh, all right, Josh. Let's let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's do our list. Let's talk about the five places you want to visit before you die. Okay. Well, this is uh, assuming I'm gonna die, which you know, I the jury's out on that one still. But <laughs> <sighs> all right. So no particular order, even though it's kind of an order because I numbered them. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think one of the places I'd like to go is the United Kingdom. Oh, UK, good call. Or, 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 you know, the Great Britain, as some might call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just, I just like, I like British things. I like, I like the, the, um, the culture. I guess you could say. I've always wanted to go there just because it seems like a cool place. And I, I know British people just seem very friendly, even though I know like they're not because we're well, not friendly. Like they're, they're, they're like they're more introverted. It seems like as a, as a society. But um, I think it seems like if you'd go over there, they'd be kind of cool um, to us Yanks. Yeah, no, I mean, they are actually super friendly to us. Yeah, it's a fun time. So, yeah, I, I would recommend it. You've um, been. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I cut my teeth for my job over there. Oh, that's I lived over there. You know, I'm not uh-huh. married and don't have any children. So, hey, leave you him over here for things. six months. <laughs> so, yeah. Fun things. So I, I I did. I lived in Bristol for almost, God, I feel like it was really almost eight months uh, of the year of the first year I worked for the company. So 
uh, you know, I'm gonna twist my arm harder. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah, no, it's a, it was a fun time. So I, I heavily recommend it. Uh, if you go over there, you should start liking Marmite now. <laughs> I'm just telling you that it is not Nutella. Don't don't put that on your bread thinking it's good Nutella, to know because that is not terrible. the taste you're gonna get. I don't even like Nutella, so I'd probably hate whatever that stuff is. A picture uh, like a blackberry preserve, gross. only it's like it tastes just like salt. Super gross. Okay. Yeah, and Maybe. with butter. That's what it is. I want to go Ooh. get some chips and just call them French fries. And be there you go. Oh, now now you're making me miss like steak and ale pie and everything. Oh, uh, my number five. Uh, I would like to go to Hawaii. But specifically, I would like to go to the one island where they did a lot of the filming for Jurassic Park and do like the Jurassic Park tour. That would be cool because the gate is still there. Isla Nubar. Yes, Isla Nubar, which is uh, uh, you know really like one of the Hawaiian islands. Oh, that's all it is. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that uh, what is it, like Island Two or it's Island One and it's Isla Nubar and Isla Site A and Site B. Site A and Site B. What's the other one? Not Nubar. Sorna. Sorna, yeah, I can remember. Los Cinco Mertes, The Five Deaths. I never read Lost World. I only read Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, Lost World's a good book. Yeah. I've been wanting to read it. But yeah, actually, we're going to we're gonna do an episode of Ready Gamer 1. Uh, we're going to have uh, Chris uh, from Criss Cross Media and uh, my old friend Noah Glazer joining us for a Jurassic Park discussion. Exciting. So that'll be good. Should have you Special guest, that. Jeff Goldblum. God, I hope. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my number four place, uh, I have I have this love affair with arcades. I love arcades, I love video game arcades, and we it's a dying thing on this side of, side of the world. So I'd like to go to Japan and kind of see some of you know the the arcade culture they have over there that we don't really really have over here. I'd, I've always wanted to do that since I was a kid. Since I was a kid, I've always wanted to go over to Japan. But specifically, I'd like to go and just kind of uh, relive the arcade experience that was like just starting to kind of die out and like when I was like you know in elementary school I can remember we had one arcade you know where we lived at our local mm-hmm. mall that was pretty hot at that time Aladdin's Castle Yeah Aladdin's Castle and eventually became the Sultan's Castle which is it kind did. of funny Aladdin then, became the Sultan And then it yeah and then it really went downhill from there but yes. I can remember you know like people lined up playing like tech and tag tournament or like Marvel versus Capcom too so those are good memories for me I'd like to relive those and I feel like that's kind of one of the places you can definitely do that. There is a place in the Cincinnati Mall, or a mall in Cincinnati. I don't know if that's the exact mall it's at. It's a very decrepit mall. There's not that much in there anymore, but it's called Arcade Legacy. And uh, that is almost a description of what you're looking for. It's legit uh, arcade cabinets. They have uh, The Simpsons, and they have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they have X-Men. Um, as well as, uh, it's kind of like a little bit of an old school Funko land in a way, because they have all the old systems all hooked up and you can just go up there and say, Hey, I want to demo this game or I want to play this game. And they, you can play like any game for any system that they have. That's awesome. awesome. I need to go there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. So, um, my number four is Ireland. Uh, while I was in the UK, I did get to see a lot of, uh, England, but I didn't get a whole lot of time to go up to uh ireland or scotland so um ireland or scotland really are my number four but uh, i would love to go to the hills and the cliffs and everything in ireland and just view the scenery yeah that was that was that's i feel like i in my mind i included that with the uk even though it's kind of cheating but i mean i definitely would like to go there too. one in rome that's Wait, right does that apply 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> My number three, and this is maybe cheating, but I'd like to go to space. That's actually an honorable mention for me, is okay. to go to the moon. Yeah, I didn't have a gen. I just said space, which could mean, you know, anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd like to go to space, I think. I, I, I think about I I, I I change. I go back and forth on sometimes because I feel like you're probably, you might die if you go into space. You might not come back, right? I feel like that's there's a, definitely a chance there. So yeah. if, I, if I had the opportunity, <laughs> would I do that? I'd like to think I would, in yeah. my mind at least. Yeah. I mean, it's almost basically the plot of Lost in Space right there. That's right. Uh, which is a fantastic reboot series, by the way. If you're uh, looking for something to binge on Netflix, watch uh, Lost in Space. It's really good. My number three is Nintendo Headquarters of America. I would love to go over there. I've yet to make it over to Washington to uh, visit or do even a tour of Nintendo of America. You go hang out with Reggie. That's really all I want. That's life. what everyone wants. Reggie and Bill. That's a yeah. That's a day right there. I want Reggie just to like give you a big hug. <sighs> I you know what? I have fist bumped Reggie Fizeme. That is the truth. It's pretty great. It is. I fist bumped him at E3. I almost said I fisted him at E3, but thank God I got bumped in there in time. Well, I mean, hey, Reggie's when in game, Rome. That's right. When in Rome, they don't say I'm here about. I'm here to kick ass and take names. Yes. Or whatever the famous quote is, you know what it is. Yes. Like uh, my number three would probably be to go to Italy, and I'd like to go to Rome and Venice, just because I feel like I'd like to see the old world. Mm-hmm. Would be cool. I'd probably, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems cool. Ride, ride on one of those little boats. I forget what they're called. A, a gondola. A gondola. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that's what it was. Okay. That'd be fun. I'd like to do that. And I like Italian food a lot. So hopefully yeah, it's go. like similar to our Italian food. It's probably not because everything over here is like nothing like the actual authentic cuisine. But hey, maybe it would be. I'd would you like a gondola ride like what Roger Moore had in Moonraker? Where I hate Roger into... Moore's Bond, so no. <laughs> Roger uh, Moore's the worst Bond. No, I'm sorry. Pierce Brosnan. I'm sure I'm making a bunch of people mad saying that oof, too, but... Oof. I mean, Moonraker is a rough movie to get through, especially because yes. they have a double take of the pigeons that are looking at the gondola as it flies by, but I mean... Uh. I know this is a PG... Thir- this is like PG-ish show, but yeah. I love like the... The, the the love scene where they're like you can clearly see they're like on like a bed thing that's just moving up in the air i remember watching it on like amc when i was like a little kid and i was like this is so fake but it's people <laughs> making out so i can't stop watching right yeah i mean it's roger moore man like that's 70 right. year old roger moore getting on yes. with a 30 year old um right. my number two is to go to new zealand and it is to do the lord of the rings set tour all right. Yeah. I think so it'll be you, fun. You can basically relive the whole movie at that point because the movies are just walking. So you're basically exactly. you're doing exactly <laughs> what the movie plot is at this point. You're like, I'm just walking. We're going for a this. big hike. Yeah. You could just wrote you could have just rode an eagle, you know, and the movie would have been over in like five minutes, but let's yeah. let's, let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> What's your All number right. one? Uh my number one is I want to go to the greatest city in the world. L.A. No, New York City. But I wish oh. I had like I wish I had a funnier joke. But that was not it. I don't know what the greatest city in the world is. Don't they say New York City? Is that a thing? I don't know. 
I've been to New York. I've actually been to the World of Nintendo Store in New York, in Manhattan. Uh, that was neat. Um, New York is... Comparing like New York to LA as someone like that has grown up in Detroit, right? Right. <laughs> I feel safer in LA and I feel more welcomed in LA than I do in New York. In New York, I feel like I'm in everybody's way. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like I would go there for a day and I would just be mad. I'd want to leave right away. Yeah, I, it's like the atmosphere, but no, I'm not like slamming it or anything. I had a lot of fun when I was in New York. I want to eat at the McDonald's in Times Square. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so my number one is actually to go to Italy, which I, I specifically called out going to Rome or to Tuscany. Ah. So that is what I would like to do for before I die. Uh, my other honorable mention, other than going to the moon, uh, was uh, good to go to Japan. Why do you want to go to Japan? I would like to go to the Japanese Nintendo World Headquarters and meet Shirogi Miyamoto. It was a good job. That was a good pronunciation. Thank you. I have not met him yet. Um, I got to handshake uh, Iji Anuma, uh, the current series producer for The Legend of Zelda. I got to shake his hand. That was uh, fantastic. I had like nothing for him to sign, so that was embarrassing. Should have had him sign your face. Or my tits. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's a good list. That's a good yeah. list. But, you know, now everybody knows what we want to do before we die. That's right. If we die, if we die, because we have a one up. <laughs> like it. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Ready Gamer One. Be sure to continue to follow us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter at Ready Gamer One. And as always, leave us some feedback, reviews, and uh, suggestions. You know, it makes us better. Join in on the conversation on Nintendoholics, where the first step is admitting you have a problem. Until next time, I am Ben Cornett, along with Josh Cross, and this has been Ready Gamer 1. Take care of each other out there. Uh, bye and stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs>